Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Chainsaws and Claws, a killer monster podcast. I'm Rob the Slasher Drunkie. I'm Patrick Vicious. And today we got uh, another uh, uh, double of two parts of a uh, trilogy. Uh, a, uh, a double uh, two-parter, uh, I guess, whatever. I don't know what the fuck I'm sitting there trying to come up with at this point. Leave me alone. Um, Basically, the plan we... was from the jump that we were going to do... The Fear Street movies and the Ginger Snaps movies, because they weirdly tie together. Yes, yes. So we're the, the next uh, part in that odyssey. We have moved to the next <laughs> piece of this odyssey of our Ginger Snaps Fear Street series. Yeah, see, I was trying to give it a title. Like, the the like the, the, the description works, but, like, I was trying to give it, like, a weird title, and it just, it, it didn't work. Fear so. Snaps. <laughs> Ginger Street. <laughs> <laughs> That works too because uh, we, we have we have a ginger in our first movie uh, that we're discussing, and that is a uh, Fear Street Part Two, nineteen seventy eight. Now, if you listen to our first part, uh, I think we uh, already revealed that how much uh, we enjoy the Fear Street movies, mm-hmm. um, as well as the the Ginger Snaps movies. But um, that uh, the first part I think was more for Patrick. Considering that uh, both first parts are his favorites of both trilogies, yes. Where this one's more for me because uh, my my favorites are the second parts of the the each successive trilogy. You're a deranged human being, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> is, is, is this all deranged? Okay, because so... okay, my whole thing is because um, we're gonna get into it. Mostly, I'm speaking for Ginger Steps too, because like, I feel like that's like if you're saying that's better than the first one, that genuinely disturbs me. Um, in terms of um, Fear Street, my whole thing is um, I will freely admit that part of it was probably that walking into it, um, I thought it was it was it was going to be more my jam um, than even the first one because like, the first one um, is doing ninety slashers, which admittedly is very much my jam, but like the fact that the um, second one was doing like summer camp war movies, which I thoroughly enjoy is very much my jam. Um, I was walking in and also starring Sadie Sink, who I love. Um, I was really, really excited going into it. And I'm not saying I don't like it. Uh, I do like it. Like all three movies I think are great. Um, this is just um, my least favorite one. Um, just because like, I don't know. It just doesn't have like that. There's like a specific thing. I don't know. I guess it's because like the first one is like really fun. And then um, the third one has like all of like the um, kind of uh, grandiose nature of finishing a trilogy where it's like it's very kind of big and has like, an epic feeling and like has like, the multiple timelines and everything. Um, so it kind of in a weird way kind of makes this one kind of there um just like just there and i don't mean that like it's that in any way like disparaging but i do really enjoy it it's just of the three it's not it's my least favorite but it's also like saying like um return of the jedi is my least favorite of the original star wars trilogy i still think it's fucking awesome i'm not in any way disparaging return of the jedi i'm just saying it's my least favorite of the three the disparaging me because return of jedi is my favorite of uh the original trilogy well how many times you disparage terrifier 2 in my fucking presence rob so go fuck yourself fair enough um now nah, like I, I i get what you're saying like you know uh 
this one is probably like it has its fair share of lore, but it's like the least amount because like for for the most part, this is just like like it's a it's a standard slasher, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know that one had lore of like you know what I'm saying like uh, opening the the tail and like you know it had multiple uh, killers in it. Uh, well, multiple killers do show up in here, but primarily it's a uh, Tommy Slater um who's who's killing all the all the kids and shit but like i think that my favorite design i will say that like i do think that like the whole like baghead jason inspired design is actually i think better in this than it was in friday 13th part two like i think in this it's legitimately scary whereas in friday 13th part two it's like weird and off-putting but it's not like frightening whereas like his vibe in this and the look of it is very frightening nah uh, admittedly, uh, Tommy Slater is my favorite of the 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 shady side killers in there. Um, I just love that the that double sided uh axe, um, and like like his whole thing, and I I love how like uh well he's like uh, Tommy Slater um the 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 night camp Nightwing killer is introduced in first one, but he's basically just like one of the killers running around, and this one it's his origin story. And um, I like how this origin story for him, but also like like the 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 baghead. It's it's almost like uh like this is this is. I remember making this statement on Twitter, which you like was just you called me a lunatic for, either a lunatic or a madman, one of the two. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember which one. Well, it was probably lunatic. Both. Does sound like me. <laughs> but yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, I felt like I do like this movie, and we're we're going to talk about it uh, soon enough. But um, I felt like this was a better. A remake of Friday the 13th than the remake of Friday the 13th. You're a fucking lunatic, yes. <laughs> I do, I do, because like it, it has those elements, you know what I'm saying, but like it does its own thing. Um, and uh, it, it's it's almost like a loving tribute to like the, those type of slashers. Oh, like, it definitely you know, is. It definitely because like, the thing is, like, if we're comparing contrasting those, like, um, the Friday the 13th, like, they're basically doing kind of, um, it's not just like a remake of Friday the 13th. It's like greatest hits of the first four. Yeah. Um, this is basically doing kind of every summer camp slasher taking a, like a little bit here and there and here and there and here and there to kind of make their own kind of, yes, like as you said, like a loving tribute to like that whole like sub subgenre within the subgenre. Right. Um, it is... It, it, I feel like this movie is basically like just a tribute to the Friday the 13th series on a whole because it has it has multiple elements from like from different uh, movies in the series. You know, you get the you get the baghead killer, and I like the fact that the movie's like uh, like an origin story of how he gets the the the, the bag. You know, like kind of like how um, Jason gets uh, the hockey mask in three. Um, so you have that. Uh, you get like the, the added supernatural element. Also, you get like the the the, the working uh, campgrounds uh, from like part six. Um, what else was there? Uh, I had it in my head, and now it's left me, and I don't know what. But there the, there the, there are definitely a lot of elements in here from from the the, the Friday Thirteenth series that that just it, like. It's really melded together so so wonderfully and beautifully. And then, like of course, you mentioned uh, Sadie Sink, who who is fantastic as always. Um, but also uh, the her, the the actress uh, Emily Rudd, who plays her sister Cindy, is 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 really great. She she's 
probably like in my opinion the character who has the best arc in the entire trilogy you know because like you you watch the the first one and you you like all the characters well not all of them in the first one because there are assholes in there um but like the majority of like our main characters you like them from the beginning to the end and this one cindy like cindy sucks at the beginning she's like the goody two shoes and like you know she's she's really uh at first mean to to ziggy sadie sink but like you know as as you know as the movie goes along and shit, she becomes a character you begin to root for. You know what I'm saying? As and I, I really you know dig that you know about her, like and her performance as well. Um, there, there's a moment in there, like we'll touch upon it later, but there's a moment in there where it's just like it makes me like emotional in the way she delivers the line. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even a line; it's just the, the word name. But mm-hmm. also, um. The, the the actor who plays Tommy Slater, um, his name is uh, I got it 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 uh, McCabe Sly. Okay, that's a hell um, of a name. <laughs> yeah, like, like that that's a badass name, McCabe Sly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a, that's an action hero's name. Oh, so that, that's, that's, like a, that's, like a, that's like a Chuck Norris character. <laughs> Chuck Norris is McCabe Sly in um uh, uh generic action movie from the eighties produced by Canon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's great. Like you know, uh, there, there's a sense of sympathy for him. You know what I'm saying? Even as he becomes like you know, because he's a really such a, a nice, sweet guy. Like you know, he's. He's uh, Cindy's boyfriend, and he's really sweet, and he's really nice, so it's just like you're kind of bummed when he gets possessed and he turns into this just this brutal murderer. You know what I'm saying? He's One thing that I do think is interesting about the whole like thing of the, the Fear Street in general, where it's like all of it is kind of um, like things, like the, all the killers, it's basically like forced upon them. Yeah. Like it's not like... Um, like Freddy, who's like doing because he wants to, or like Jason, who's doing it because like basically he's you're if you're in Crystal Lake, he just has a compulsion, or like whatever the fuck causes um, Ghostface to do it. Like, or, I'm sorry, Michael Myers to do it, and then yeah. Ghostface always is like a personal reason um, that's attached to like one of the main characters. It's like in the case of um, like the killers in the Fear Street uh, trilogy. Um, is like they're all being taken control of by a malevolent force. Yeah. So it's like they're not killing, they're not going after people for any personal vendetta or even like kind of, as I said, like Jason, where it's just like, um, just like you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's literally just beyond their control. <laughs> like yeah. it's like they're basically cursed. Nah, yeah, totally. And like, you know, he, he's, he's such a sweet dude. Like, and like almost like, the 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 like the goody two shoes boyfriend that you were seeing like in the standard slasher movie and then he's the one who turns out to be the killer but like not do no fault of his own because he's possessed and then he just goes off and just like starts whacking like or like multiple children <laughs> which which I, like it, it's a weird thing to say that i like that but i like that you know yeah well, cause he, i think you like it because um it's so kind of rare um, cause it's like, if you watch, um, even like Friday 13th, 
yes. um, kind of the most iconic uh, like summer camp um, slasher franchise. Um, Jason doesn't kill kids generally. Like he just like even like when he has the chance. Like yeah. there's that whole bit in six where like he's like fucking going into cabins full of kids and he kills zero of them. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Michael Myers, it took a long time before he actually did. It was basically, like, I feel like it was uh, age 40, I want to say. It was the first yeah. time that he actually killed a kid. Well, I guess technically um, the zombie ones did it first. Because like, he, when he was a kid, he killed other kids. But, um, but yeah, so it's, like, in this movie, the fact that you have a slasher who doesn't have that whole thing, it does feel, like, kind of fresh and exciting and, like, gives it, like, an element of, like, it takes away the safety net that you would normally, like, get. We're just, like, instead of there being, like, you you mentally knowing that, like, okay, these people are safe. No one is safe. <laughs> like, from the jump. Because even, like, I mean, not to get into, like, spoiler territory yet, but, like, even at the end of the movie, like, it, you lose one of the two main focal points of the movie, which in any other fucking movie, both of them would live. Like, it's like yeah. neither of them would be, like, a victim. And so it's like, but that also is kind of, it's almost a payoff of the whole thing of him killing kids. Because again, it's like, as you're watching it, you are very quickly given the, the, like, the knowledge that no one is safe in this movie from the start to the finish. No, yeah, totally. Like, and which is true of the last and, one as well, because I guess like, cause, like yeah. they like you you have fucking the main character getting stabbed by her girlfriend in the end. Like, so it's like it's yeah. shit you don't see coming at all. Yeah, like and, and even even with that being said, like you know, like Jason, he when even when he has the opportunity to kill kids, he doesn't. Yeah, but like it, it, in in his defense, he was distracted by uh, Tommy and Megan in, in in six. Um. Michael doesn't kill a kid until age 40. And then it's like, I remember watching uh, age 40 and uh, the, the scene where he stops by the way he's going through the house and there's the baby crying and he stops. I remember like the whole fucking like audience just like, <gasps> and it was like a bated breath, like, you know, and then he just like, decides to move on. It's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like all of us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and this one, he majority kills children even like like the, the children like we do like like the kid with the glasses yeah like like tommy no and they just, just whack 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 like you know he murders multiple children in this movie and it's not even like when we say children it's not like you know they're like they're teens yeah no it's not, it's, yeah it's not in the sense that like um like jason alexander was a child in the burning yeah. even though he's clearly in his mid-50s um <laughs> like in this case it is actual children. Like they, like they, like they cast the campers as being majority-wise, at least, actual kids. So it's like, um, like at most being like 13, 14 years old. So it's like, but many being younger than that. So yeah, yeah. and he, like, and your your killer is putting axes into their fucking young impressionable faces. <laughs> yeah. And then like you know at, at at the end and shit where they have like the body of like. 20 children just lined up next to each other. It's like, he done killed almost the entirety of this camp. Like, all, all the campers and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, we are not fucking around here, people. <laughs> like, who, we got a motherfucker who just doesn't give a fuck. He's going to murder everyone. Um, and, and it's funny, too, that we, we discuss uh, um, 
uh, Halloween 2018 and she would bring it up because we also have uh, Oscar from yes. Halloween 2018 who also talks horribly in here. <laughs> and I was like, I remember like the first time I was because like, I told you like the, the first time I seen all three movies was uh, last year for for Halloween. And when he showed up, I was like, hey, it's Oscar. Oh, and, and then like, you know, saying like, you know, he's his regular wacky self and shit. Like, this is such a delightful actor. And then uh, he gets his head cut off and it's like, oh, well, you, know. Uh, you know, I guess that, the, you know, they, they see he's just that's just his thing now. He's just a delightful character who gets brutally murdered in horror movies. I mean, to be fair, that's not a bad niche to have. Like, there's people who are to this day living off of that niche like that larry zerner guy like cosplay conventions only name something else he played not one goddamn thing you can think of but like fucking playing shelly he's gonna live off that for the rest of his natural existence so like you know what good for him well i mean that's not entirely true and shit because he is like a, a lawyer now yes. uh, entertainment lawyer so he's obviously doing very well for himself well but, uh, I mean, if he's doing conventions, I don't know if he's doing that well for himself. I mean, enough. because like, like he he admits that uh, he he also was a horror nerd, and he was very much like Shelley uh, when he was cast. Like they like and they told him like just be yourself. He said so. That was basically me. You know what I'm saying? So like he he clearly uh, uh, loves like like the genre and all that stuff. So like I feel like it, it's it's nothing for him to appear at conventions and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, like. Um, it's, it's, it's like like other actors and shit. It was just like, you know, because I remember uh, listening to the commentary for Jason Takes Manhattan, and it was Kane Hodder with Jensen Dagan and Scott Reeves. And Jensen Dagan and Scott Reeves, you know what I'm saying? They played like, you know, the love, the, the two love interests, you know, Jensen Dagan being the final girl Rennie in the movie. And they, they were remarking how, like, they would go to conventions, and, you know, say they love going to conventions and, you know, they have a great time. Said, but like, they, they they always like um at the, at the, the like the, they they imply that they don't get as many uh like people coming to get the the stuff signed as like actual victims of the other other movies so like you know they like Scott Reeves is like you know I get people coming up to me like wait you didn't die you know what I'm saying? It's like the 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 fans would rather come talk to the people who got killed in movies instead of the survivors. Or even more than that, than the fucking killers themselves. Because like I know that like um, uh, Sam uh, Odd Sam on Twitter um, had talked about it recently. There was like a fucking eight hour line to meet Robert Eglund, and I was just like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know Kane Holler has the same thing where um. And he he always gets questions. He stated that in the commentary too that he always get questions like, uh, "Oh, and, uh, when you kill the people in the movie, do, do do you actually kill them?" He was like, "Yeah, because it works better that way. You know what I'm <laughs> it's like it, it's more effective. You know what I'm saying? Like where I actually murder the people <laughs> on the sets. You know? Pay no attention to them at that other table over there." <laughs> <laughs> Um, like going back to this, it's uh, like, like the entire cast, like you know, say we mentioned say thinking Emily Rudd and uh, McCabe Sly, <laughs> um, but, but also uh, Ryan Simpkins as uh, Alice, they're 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 really fantastic in the movie, even though they they look a lot like their fucking brother, and it's really distracting. Um, That's fair. Like. Like they they really look just look like you know their their brother and it's just like every time I see them in the movie it's just like 
I feel like I'm watching Insidious, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or Iron Man 3. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is you funny. Know. I actually did not know they were related until you said that, but actually that does make sense. <laughs> they, they, they look just alike. I'm they, not they saying otherwise. Like, now that you're saying it, I get it. But I was like, at the time, I had no idea. They literally have the same face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? But, um... Yeah, Even like uh, um, the guy who plays um, the young uh, sheriff, good. Uh, I Nick? think is le- yeah. It's like I want to I want to say it's like Ryan Sutherland or something is his name. Ted um, Sutherland. Ted Okay. Um, I think that he's really good. Like I think because like, the thing is like the thing that this movie actually I will say the one thing that I think it should have leaned into more and it might have had more because like the thing is like. The thing that I think makes um, the original stick with me, some other first one at least, um, makes me stick with, so, like, sticks with me so much because, um, like, of how kind of um, deeply felt um, and, like, well-realized the relationship stuff is. So it's, like, it's very easy to kind of get hooked into that and go with it. Um, so it kind of, it sticks with me. Whereas in this, like, they kind of almost... I'm not gonna say like it takes a back seat, um, but I feel like the kind of the, the world building lore um, kind of does to some extent like get put in front of um, the kind of more character oriented stuff, which I think again it kind of like it did because I think that the best scenes in the movie, the movie the, the the best scenes in the movie and the ones that stick with me the most are the stuff between uh, the like Ziggy Sadie Singh's character. And the young uh, good, um, that stuff is really, really, really well done. I think and I feel like that both their performances are great, and I think that's the one thing that like um, I would have if I was making, I would have like played up more, and like maybe like I can I get that like the whole thing is because they're doing this because the whole plan for this originally was to be like not be a Netflix thing; it was to be like all released in theaters, and so like. Um, it was kind of a weird experiment, um, which I guess now they're completing with the strangers, um, because they're going to yeah. do three of those that are going to get released in theaters. Um, with theory. Um, but, um, <laughs> well, in theory, these just went in theaters, so who the fuck knows? Um, but, um, the thing is, like, so I get the, the fact that you had to kind of keep building the lore and it means you only have three movies to, like, make this big story. So I get that, like, there was, that was kind of a thing. But that is the one thing that I think makes this movie suffer is like the best stuff in it to me is the stuff that is like the character moments. Like, yes, like the the murder is cool, but like the stuff that like makes me like most hooked into the first one is that like I am like not only am I um, like really invested in the character stuff, but I'm like rewarded. Whereas this it's like you kind of you get it, but it's like you get like a little bit like it's like you don't get as much. And it's like that kind of bums me out a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly fine with with how they did did, did the character stuff, particularly between uh, Ziggy and Nick. There's so much so uh, how they they go into the relationship between Ziggy and Nick is uh, is a reason why like uh, which we will get into when we discuss it is that um, part three is my least favorite. Uh, even though I I, I like that I, I do like that one. I lo- I love all three movies, but uh, that one is uh, my least favorite. Uh, so much so like like. Let me let me let me like just paint you a picture. Like, so part three I've seen 
once. Uh, and I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really did like it. You know, I liked it a lot. I loved it. But I've seen it once. Uh, the first one I've seen about three times already. You know what I'm saying? Um, and this one I've seen like 11 times. <laughs> like, even, even, even more so now that the fact that uh, I've, I've acquired this through perfectly legal means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I, I get to watch Fear Street uh, uh, 1978 whenever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? Exactly and, and, so do I, but that's fine. Yeah, but like, you know, the I don't have to open Netflix for it. I could just put the disc in and just let it play over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally become like one of my, uh, uh what, what do the kids say now? Uh, a comfort movie? I hate that so much, but yes, that is what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like, too. yeah. Like, I, I use, would refer to it as a default movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, where it's like, ah, uh, can't find anything to watch. I just watched Fear Street Part Two again. You know what I'm saying? For for like like the the twentieth time and shit. Um, but like yeah, um, I I really have no uh really love all the characters. Not not just between uh Ziggy and Nick, but also um Cindy and uh, Alice. Um, because like when we're, we're introduced to them, uh, their former friends, uh. Uh, Alice is more like like a rebellious type, you know what I'm saying? She's into drugs and partying and uh, fucking her boyfriend really hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, because, like, when we're introduced to her and her boyfriend, they they, they are going at it right there in, like, uh, in the cabin and shit to the point where it's just like they're about to knock the fucking radio playing a cherry bomb off the goddamn table because they're rocking it back and forth. Yeah, so this, because, this, is, this is, I will know, because you, you mentioned that. I feel like it's less uh, egregious, but it's definitely got a similar thing where it's like the thing I mentioned in um, we're doing uh, Fear Street 994 is like <laughs> where there's like there's the constant needle drops to remind you it is the 90s. Like, um, like I never forgot. Um, but then like this is I was say it's like it feels less egregious, um, but like there definitely is like a lot of like. It's the 70s! I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. Thank you. Although, to be fair, the one thing I will say in this movie's offense, and actually also, I guess, 90s offense, is that, like, both of those eras were definitely wall-to-wall with music in the movies anyway. So I can't really... I feel like that's actually why it doesn't bother me in the movie really at all, is because, like, with the exception of the fact that they're using songs that would be way too expensive for any slasher budget of the 70s, like, when they're using, like, fucking Kansas and shit... Um, the fact that like there like it, there's all these like seventy songs in it is true to that time period. It's just that what they were doing in those movies where they were using like shitty fucking sound alikes or they were using like original music by people you'd never heard of. <laughs> right, right. Like I, I remember like when we discussed that when we were talking about the uh, ninety four, uh, Fair Street ninety four, um, where it's just like all the songs they play are just like like very popular songs and shit, and you think like. Like for a perfect example, when you look at something like uh, Halloween, the Curse of Michael Myers, and you have like uh, songs from like uh, Brother Kane, and it's like you know who, who like 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 I really love that fucking song, but like who remembers Brother Kane? You know what I'm saying? 
like to to the point where I used it in the TikTok, and, and Wendy was like, "What song is this?" You know, what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, like you know, she she's there because it's awesome, but of course she's never heard of it. You know, what I'm saying, and it's like like that size, like you know, up and coming bands and all that stuff. You know, but they're playing all the popular hits. You know, and and this one, uh, they play uh, Wayward Son, um. The Cherry what else? Bomb. Yeah, Cherry Bomb and shit. And this one, they actually play both versions of the Man Who Sold the World. Um, the the they they open it with the Nirvana uh, cover from from their Unplugged, and then they play the actual uh, the original by David Bowie. Um, which which is more fitting because uh, uh, Ziggy is obviously a David Bowie fan because that is her nickname, Ziggy. And then you realize uh, her her dog is named Major Tom. Uh, when we introduced her, like, I, wait, I just fucking spoiled it. I'm so fucking, <laughs> um, like that. that, that is, I mean, to be that fair, is... people have had like three years to watch it. Like, I mean, like, I'm not saying like you don't necessarily need to like, I mean, give spoiler warnings, but like, I feel like you you've had three years and it's been on Netflix. Like, I, I feel like if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, um, but like that 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 does bring up a, a, a good question because, um. At the end of the first one, they they get a uh, uh like a warning of such from a sea Berman. um, and then and this one this one opens with them uh, uh Dina her brother attempting to to like you know to talk to C. Berman so she like she reluctantly sits down and tells them the, like her story of like her experiences, you know what I'm saying at the camp Nightwing and her confrontation with the Nightwing killer Tommy Slater and all that stuff and then like at the end of the story you realize that uh, they were thinking the C. Berman was Cindy when it's actually Ziggy and Ziggy's real name is Christine so like my question is, is that uh, Ziggy sat them down to tell them a story for two hours and shit and just revealed that it was actually her. So like, how does she essentially tell that story? You know what I'm saying like, wait a minute, you're like you're Ziggy, and it's like <laughs> she waited till now to, to let them know that, and like you know, did she tell she told the story in third person? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, probably. I mean, like, I mean, or maybe maybe not. Who the hell knows? I mean, like, it's well, that's I mean, that's also suspension of disbelief. Like, I mean, like, it's also a fucking there's like a fucking killer possessed by a fucking witch spirit. So like, let's not let's let's not split hairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not look too too hard into the logic uh, of 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 this movie. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. <laughs> like I was talking about cast. Uh, that was one of the things that um. That would that this would definitely come up in uh when we discuss the next one, but adult Ziggy is played by the great Jillian Jacobs, and um, I love I love Sadie Sink as much as you do. You know what I'm saying? She's a fantastic actress. You know what I'm saying? Um, so much so that we 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 actually discussed this before. How it was like Sadie Sink has become such a like a staple in like you know in pop culture, and you know such a popular actress. You know what I'm saying? Through a lot of things. To, to, and it, be, it got to the point of the fact that um, most people actually look at this as like a Sadie Sink thing, even though she's in essentially one of the movies. Well, one and a half. Um, but like they look at the the entire trilogy as like starring Sadie Sink. And well, because like... I mean, she has like she has really good presence and star quality. I think it's funny is like I would not have necessarily called her being like kind of like the breakout of the stranger things people um well i guess technically i guess that's david harbour but like 
Um, yeah. Of the kids, I mean, she's probably the breakout. I would not have called that, but I mean, I definitely think that she has the chops to do it. Like, it's like, that's why I think it's interesting to like, um, she's not doing something like, and then and not discouraging this movie because I like it a lot, but she's not like holding off to do like Enola Holmes, like a big thing that's kind of centered around her. Yeah. Um, she's just taking this part in like this, where she's just like kind of part of this ensemble uh, in a horror movie, or she's like taking like the whale where she's like part of an ensemble. And like, so it's like the fact that like she's taking kind of um, less showy parts, but an interesting work, I think has worked out really well for her. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll continue to, um, but yeah, like, I think, um, especially in this movie, I think that she, like, that's the thing is like, I said, like the stuff with her and like, and the, the stuff with her, uh, the Ziggy stuff with, uh, young good is just phenomenal, but also just like the stuff with her in general is great. Cause she manages to kind of capture something about like, the kind of the, the reality of kind of being, um, young. Um, and cause she is, so the other thing is like, the thing that this movie did um, that I always appreciate when they do, and like the thing I mentioned before like with like the younger kids and stuff, um, is even though I was making fun of the fact that like Jason Alexander is clearly way too old to be a fucking kid in Burning, even though they're trying to pass him off as one, that is generally the way it works. It's like even in the case of like, let's say like Scream, which obviously I love, um, they're clearly all in their 20s playing teenagers like fucking um halloween my favorite fucking horror movie of all time they're clearly all in their 20s playing teenagers like that's always kind of the way it is but you do get something i think really interesting when you actually have a teenager playing a teenager where um there's a reality to it that you don't have otherwise like, even if it's somebody who is like super professional because she sadie sink had, like that thing is funny. I remember I would my, a lot of people I guess don't know this because I remember um, I was talking about um, the end of Stranger Things uh, season three when um, they uh, had um, Caleb McLaughlin and Sadie Sink um, doing uh, like singing the Neverending Story song at um, Dustin's character. Gaten Ma I'm sorry, Gaten Mossberg's character of Justin. And I was just like, I said to Sarah, my friend Sarah, I was like, of course, it's the Broadway kids. And she was just like, what do you mean? I was just like, uh, Sadie Sink was Annie on Broadway. Um, Caleb was Simba in The Lion King on Broadway. And I can't remember what the hell Gaten. I think oh, it was, was Lamers are off. Love, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I was just like, um, but I was like, she has this thing where even though she's been acting clearly for a long fucking time in big fucking productions, when she's in this, she doesn't feel like so polished and professional. Like she feels yeah. real. And I think that's something that you don't get. And when you do get it, it's very special. And it's like, it's very easy to point to and be like, it brings a different quality to whatever you're watching when you get that. Nah, because she's like the, 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 the complete package. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, she she is like you know just a true professional since she's been acting for so long, but she just also has a natural charisma to her. You know what I'm saying? Where, where you just can't help but uh, 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 love her with whatever character she plays. And here she plays the rebellious younger sister. You know what I'm saying? Who's always getting into trouble? Like literally when we when we see her like introduced her on the camp, 
well, we're, we're reintroduced to her in the younger self because obviously, like I said, um, Jillian Jacobs is playing the older version of, of Ziggy. Uh, she's being chased for, for, for apparently stealing money from uh, Sheila and like, you know, the, the, the Sunnyside uh, kids. Um, which uh, they, they go really far and try to fucking set her on fire. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, the thing, the thing is like, um, that I think that they, this movie... And I guess really the whole trilogy with this movie, especially, and like that kind of scene is a really good example, is it kind of captures something that um, I don't think a lot of directors even try. Um, is because uh, the thing I remember um, Guillermo del Toro talking about when he made Devil's Backbone was he was like trying to capture how like unsafe it is to be a child. Like it's like yeah. he's like there's been times where I've seen children almost killed by their peers. And it's like that thing is like there is like a kind of a thing where um, people think of like childhood, like you're if you're looking if you're viewing it through uh, the lens of an adult who has lived it, there is like kind of like a weird kind of glossy sheen all, all over it, yeah. which isn't real. Like it's like the, more often than not, kids are fucking horrible to each other to varying degrees, and like this that's like that's why I always remember because um, the movie. Um, there's definitely like there's the remember I there's a big Stephen King element to it, and um, like with Ziggy being a big Stephen King fan and Good being a Stephen King fan, and then that's how they bond. But um, it, it reminds me of the thing that Stephen King talked about um, with Carrie, where he's like high school is hell, just depending on where you are in the social hierarchy, is where in hell you are, and that's kind of my thing with this, where like it covers kind of how fucking shitty it is to be a kid like it's like you when you like move past it you're like you're like desperate to have that time back so you all when you think of the good times and it's like no there are really fucking bad things that come with being a kid and this movie fucking captures that really well i mean the whole trilogy does but this captures it really fucking well no yeah that's true it's like um like, well, like one of the complaints that people had about like Halloween ends that Corey gets bullied by high school, uh, high school band kids. It's like he got bullied by high schoolers. And like, have you been in the real world with fucking high school kids? They suck. Yes. <laughs> like, like they really fucking suck. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like I, I live in New York and shit. Like you know, in, in the city and shit, where I've seen high school kids attack fucking grown ass adults like that's not that's not like some some bullshit movie thing that's real life buddy <laughs> like fucking like teens are the fucking worst and i would know because i was a teen and i sucked as, as a teen <laughs> as well you know what i'm saying so it's just like yeah like that, that that's not something that's just like it, like you know just movie bullshit like you know kids are just terrible to like you know to, to others and each other you know what I'm saying? Like in here, they they literally try to set her on fire. You know what I'm saying? They 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 vandalize her shit. You know what I mean? It's 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 it's, it's a terrible world being a child. You know what I'm saying? It it, it really fucking is. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 you know, like I said, that's that's one of the the, the great things about the movies where it's just like it explores all that all that stuff. Um, and it's just like you know. Where camp could be fun for, for others and like you know for Ziggy it sucks you know what I'm yes. saying because she she doesn't want to be there you know uh, you know what I'm saying like 
you 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 get that you see that thing uh in, in like summer camp slashes all the time where it's just like oh we're having a great time and then the murderer comes and shit but then like you know this one shows that element where it's like not all of them have a great time there like some of them don't really don't want to be there just want to go the fuck home and like their parents just a lot of it's just their parents wanted to get rid of them for a couple weeks and shit you know what i'm saying like just 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 go away you know what I'm saying? And it's obvious and shit. It's like, I, I didn't want to leave. I don't want to come here. Ziggy definitely didn't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it was just the thing that Cindy was going to be working there, you know, for, for the summer. So it was just like, oh, like, you know, take your, take your sister along. And she just hates it. You know? And, like, the the, the thing that, that, that helps her pass the time is that, she, you know, she develops, this, like, this thing with uh, 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 Nick. You keep calling him Young Good, and it's Nick. I know, I know. But it's like, well, he's like, in the first, like, part of it, like, he's just, like, Sheriff Good. So it's like, I don't, like, even though, even like, and then, like, in the third part of it, he's like, it's basically like, um, he's back to being Sheriff Good while also playing another part. Yeah. But it's like, so in my brain, like, it's just, I just think of his last name. I don't think of, like, in terms of his first name. He's, he's just, he's just good. <laughs> like, but, like, the, the, the bringing up their relationship, the, the, there was one thing of, uh, about this movie This is, like, oh, and I love this movie a lot. Um, but there, there is, like, one little element that, uh, not, not that it annoys me, but it's just, like, you know, uh, I felt like, eh, you didn't have to do that. Was when they discover their love for Stephen King, and I love uh, that scene actually personally. No, I, I I do too. But like, it's it's what they use, like how they reference Stephen King, and it's like, oh, like when she's she's Ziggy's getting revenge on like Sheila and them who vandalized her bunk, um, and like she she's putting up like the fucking red paint, and he deduces that she's doing it as a reference to Carrie. And Ziggy goes, you read Carrie? And it's like, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, was it my second favorite after the, the, the Shining? And it's like, okay, this is 1978. Okay, before you get into this, I will say, you're not wrong, but at the same time, you kind of always have to acknowledge this. It's like, I think my favorite thing in, uh, like, it's like, because it's like in Stranger Things, they constantly, constantly are referencing Carpenter's uh, The Thing. And I was like, okay. Granted, I will admit they are nerds, so I will give them the benefit of the doubt. But, like, it's like when they show um, the nerdy guy in um, Bumblebee, um, who is entirely too good-looking to be nerdy, but fine, um, has, like, a fucking Thing poster. I was like, nobody likes that movie in the 80s. It wasn't until, like, slowly but surely, nerds discovered it over the course of, like, the 90s and the 2000s that it became what it is now, which is this beloved classic. When it came out, people did not like it. So it's like you have to kind of acknowledge that like people are Jewish. It's like um like I remember Kevin Cardinal um talking about um with uh, Stranger Things where he was just like Jonathan's listening to Joy Division. There's no fucking way that a guy in Indiana in 1982 would have fucking had these records. And I was like, just go with it. It's fine. Like it's just like you have to acknowledge that some of it is just the creators putting in their favorite shit from that time period <laughs> in there. No, see, I understand that. Well, what I, I found funny is that they referenced the book. Like, oh, you read Carrie? And it's like, uh, well, this is two years after the movie came out. 
Um, you know, and Carrie the movie was very popular. It was a big, huge success. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like the book was a bestseller, which is I mean, why the only they made thing the I will movie. say is in that in the defense of that is it like I mean, if they're kids, I mean, I don't know because that was the time that video didn't exist. So it's like I don't necessarily know they would have gotten into Carrie as a film. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think like you know because my father talked about like you know he was like essentially like um, teen in in seventies, and he used to talk about sneaking into movies all the time, movies that you know that were wildly inappropriate for him to have been watching. You know, what I'm saying like him and like you Wait, know he also lived in New York. <laughs> like these are clearly yeah. like Midwestern children. Yeah, that is true. You know, what I'm saying like the, the, I get. I, I could imagine theaters were a lot more stricter about like keeping kids from. I had you the... literally. This is not a joke. This is whatever. This is actual real life. I had to uh, talk my way into Mortal Kombat, which was PG thirteen when I was uh, whatever year that came out. Um, I think it was like ninety three, so I would have been like ten. I had to talk my way into that because the theater people didn't want to let me in. My mom had to talk us into getting into H two O when I was 15, and when Starship Troopers came out, I had to write a fake note from my mom to the theater person to get me into that. So trust me, like, that is a thing with strictness and sneaking and whatever. See, I theater and shit, like, like, can I, can I can I get a ticket for John Carpenter's Vampires? Sure, Walk yeah. right in here, son. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, I I never got turned away and shit from watching an R-rated movie in in the, in the theater and shit. I just walk my ass right in, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> to see whatever the fuck I wanted. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, like I felt like that was like a way for them to avoid like kind of doing the movie reference thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you know, like, oh, like, of course, they're doing the movie reference thing, like, you know, like, like Scream or whatever, you know, and they literally just paid, uh, uh, pay tribute to Scream in the previous film. And uh, to me, they're like, that was them trying to avoid doing that. So they just referenced the book instead of the movie. But I felt like it's 1978. I, I, I think, you know, it's fine if you reference Carrie the movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then he also mentioned like oh uh was his what was it his next book Salem's Lot supposed to be a good one yeah and it's like okay now you're just fucking nerds <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no but it's all good like but like that's 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 my only real thing about the like the movie like I have like an issue with like everything else is just like I you know I love this movie and uh you know there was one thing I did want to reference though like. We were talking about like how the movie's ruthless and in, in its in its you know murders of like children and all that stuff. But I did happen to come across an article once in in discussing the movie. Um, I don't even know if I want to mention uh, the website that put out this article and shit because they're known to be full of shit. But um, it was discussing uh, how. This movie d- does pay tribute to Friday the Thirteenth, but it lacks one crucial element to put it up there, like you know, in in contention with those movies, like Fear Street, nineteen seventy, lacks a key slasher movie ingredient, a variety of kills, meaning that um, yeah. that like they they felt the film's uh, problem that it holds it back from being like a true slasher movie classic on its own, which I disagree, um, is that. Uh, Tommy's mode of killing is just axing everyone to death. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, you look at the Friday the 13th series, like, you know, 
uh, uh, Pamela and then Jason kills people in a variety of, of, of ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at the first one, um, my man uh, Kevin Bacon gets the arrow through the neck. Uh, someone gets the fucking uh, shot up with uh, arrows and, and like this, that, and the third, you know, heads chopped off. You know, which, yeah, that is true. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I remember I was going to tweet this as like uh, when when Damien Leone uh, stated that uh, he wanted to take a crack at the Friday 13 franchise. I said I felt like he like he would be a good fit because he's like one of the few directors out there who uh, understands that that's working the slash movie genre that the kill scenes as a spectacle. As a, as a showcase, which like you know the Friday Thirteenth series understood, and most other slash franchises didn't. Um, and this one though, I I don't mind that. It's, I I don't well, mind. I mean, because that thing is like I mean, it, I yeah, I don't mind either because it's like I I feel like it's because people have gotten so fucking into that where it's just like it became a thing. But like in the early slashers, that wasn't a thing. Like Michael Byers strangles a couple people, stabs one guy, that's it. Yeah, it just it wasn't until later that it became a whole thing. Yeah, like where it was just like by part two, like yeah, he was definitely mixing it up in his yeah. modes of like killing people. But like in the first one, uh, he stabs Bob, uh, he strangles Linda, he strangles and slits uh, Annie's throat. Um, we like he stabs, of course, he stabs Judith to death. You know what I'm saying? Um. And like, like even to to this day, like that's his his usual mode of uh, killing people was impalement. Uh, he just loves uh, stabbing people. Um, I don't mind it in here because, like, yeah, like he does just axe everybody, mm-hmm. but they're they're also fucking brutal. Like it gives me that sense of like like violence anyway. Yeah. Like even 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 when like it cuts like because it does cut away like when he kills like the the the, the kid with the glasses. Um, and we, we don't see it, but we hear it. Like moments like that are essentially like more violent anyway, because like, you, like they, even when like his body's discovered, we don't see the body. Like we'll see like the bloody hand and his glasses and a pool of his, of his blood, but we don't necessarily see like what happens to him or how he looks afterwards. And that's more violent because it's like, it's your imagination running with you so you could imagine like yeah he's he's must be so fucked up like the movie he's so fucked up the movie's scared to show us how fucked up he is you know what i'm saying but then like you know uh when he when tommy commits his first murder when he uh, murders alice's boyfriend by axing him in the face like like fucking 17 times just like whap 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 you know what i'm saying um I don't. That's that's perfectly fine with me. Like I don't care if it's just the, the same murder weapon all the time and shit. As long as you know it gets the job done and it's blind, bloody, and violent and shit, it's perfectly fine with me. I, I have no problems with uh, the 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 same method of death uh, every time and shit. Especially when you get uh, decapitation, like what happens to poor Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Which which is uh, which is a scene I uh, a reference earlier, like in concerning uh, Emily Rudd's performance as Cindy. Um, because, uh, Cindy and Ziggy, like at the start of the movie do not have the best relationship. Like she literally refers to Ziggy as a monster, you know what I'm saying? Which she later, which she instantly regrets when she sees that after they had vandalized Ziggy stuff and they called her a witch and a monster and all that stuff. And she was like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like them. I'm dunking on my own sister. You know what I'm saying? As everybody else is dunking on my sister, you know 
what I'm saying? So that that leads to like an arc where like Cindy's kind of like almost happens attempting it, where she makes amends with, with her former friend, and like you know she makes amends with uh with Zicky. Um, but there there that one moment where like Alice and Cindy are trapped in the caverns underneath the camp and all that stuff, and they're trying to get out, and they realize the only way out is through the the toilet and the outhouse. Um. And, and Ziggy finds her in there, and and her and Oscar like lower down the bucket and shit to like to pull them up. And as they're doing that, uh, which is which is it's a moment that's fucked up in itself, not just for the fact that Oscar gets decapitated, but when uh, that happens, it causes uh, Alice to fall on her already broken ankle, and then <laughs> Oscar's decapitated body falls on her ankle. You know what I'm saying? Which makes it even worse. And it's a it's a terrible break too. The bone is sticking out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's just like triple whammy for poor for poor Alice and shit. You know what I'm saying. Even though it, it's all over, you know, very soon for her anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But um, he kills Oscar. Like uh, uh, Ziggy runs away, but like Cindy doesn't know what happened. You know what I'm saying. Uh, so like she starts screaming for for Ziggy, and it's like the the, the way that she conveys like desperation and terror in her voice and her scream when she's screaming for Ziggy. It's like, it's like actually like makes me emotional. You know what I'm saying? Because she perfectly captures that amount of fear when it's like your, your loved one is in danger and you don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like Ziggy just disappears because she runs away, but Cindy doesn't know that. So for all she knows, the Tommy got her. And like the way she screams Ziggy's name is just like I, I like I always appreciate a good scream in horror movies, um, like like here like a perfect example was um, uh like Vera Farmiga's uh scream in the the opening uh, nightmare sequence of Orphan. Well, that's just like my thing is I the thing I think of is uh, I remember um the story that uh apparently um, the Turkey series um the mayor character um. I can't remember her real name. I remember her last name is Lind because she's Olivia Lind's uh, mother. But um, she was supposed to die because she had such a good scream. They killed the father instead to keep her around for another season because <laughs> she had such a perfect horror movie scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like, yeah, I love, I love a good scream. But like a good scream that conveys it's not just like ah, but like a scream that conveys like actual emotion, like which is the sign of a. Uh, like like a, a good actor where like they can let you know like their true emotion not just fear but like like there's something other than fear in there like like I said like Vera Farmiga scream in the opening of Orphan where like she's having the nightmare about giving birth to the, the stillborn baby and it's all covered in blood and she lets out that blood curdling scream and it's just like just chills you know what I'm saying uh, also um, what was the name of the actress that, that was in the original uh, World of Worlds movie um, I have no idea. <laughs> you've seen that though, right? The original, uh, yeah, but, like not a long time. You like you remember the part where, uh, like after the aliens came and like you know they realized that they're, they're they're fucking bad and they're frying people, and the uh, the 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 heroine, um, her 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 uncle Matthew, who's the the the, the pastor, uh, he walks out like you know what I'm saying, like delivering a sermon to the aliens, and they fry his ass. And she just lets out the like this blood curdling scream and shit. This is I, I I love I love I love good screams and that one is is like really just 
I, I love a lot because one of my favorites and uh, Emily Rudd just did such an amazing job. Just like, you know, like you can listen to this and be like, well, a scream is a scream. But it's like, yeah, but it takes uh, a really good actor to convey a level of emotion through it. You know, instead of just going, ah, I'm scared. But it's like, like, ah, like my sister is up there with a with a murderer and I don't know what's happened to her, you know. And she conveys that beautifully just by screaming Ziggy. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, there's yeah, so like, like little moments like that. Like, you know, it's just like really, and this movie's filled with uh, so, so many of them where it's just like touches like that, that just add to my enjoyment. Like later after you realize that it it's Ziggy, who's the one who's telling the story. And like, she's, she's telling Dina, her brother. And she said, she says the, the line, uh, my sister sacrificed herself for nothing. And I told everyone in town and no one believed me. And it cuts to like Dina, her brother. And you see Dina's like has tears in her eyes. Like it's a real subtle thing. Like, like if, if you're not paying close enough attention, you won't notice. But you like if you are, you can see that Dina has like is, is a bit teary eyed, you know, at that thought of like, you know, what I'm saying like she 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 feels terrible for, for, for this for this woman who's just like, you know. She she has a secret, you know, what I'm saying she lost her sister and shit and no nobody cares or or believes her you know what i'm saying and i think it also helps the fact that you know is you know is jillian jacobs there as well uh, and that's the, the, i think that was my other thing i was i was saying is that, that i mean i understand why they didn't but i would have just loved to have had more jillian jacobs in here because jillian jacobs is so fucking awesome well i mean the thing is like i mean the whole cast like the thing i was saying before is just like because um i will say i don't mind <laughs> Having a slasher movie where I don't give a fuck, uh, like basically where people just can fodder, that doesn't bother me at all. Like I'm I know. more than happy to like I will chew we, that shit up. We, we've um, had that discussion many yes. times. <laughs> but that being said, my favorites are all the ones where I don't have that, where I do care a lot of the characters, and this is one of the examples. Like this whole trilogy where it's very character focused and like that gives it a lot like that that means a lot like yeah. um because i think that's like if it hadn't because like this is like the whole thing with like, the fury street trilogy is like there's been since the fucking weekend that three was released like people have not stopped like admittedly like it kind of ebbs and flows but it people haven't stopped like requesting more and i think that in this in like the current climate where like and people point to like marvel which is always such a stupid easy scapegoat and it fucking disgusts me <laughs> but um it's why I, I seriously i wanted to fucking the other day i wanted to fucking mute marvel on fucking twitter just to fucking stop hearing because even our friends i'm like here's an idea shut the fuck up how does that sound? You shut the fuck up for five fucking seconds of your life. How about for once in your goddamn life, you shut the fuck up? How does that sound? Um, but um, the thing is, like, in the, in the age of us kind of having so much any given time that things just kind of don't have the chance to stick. Like, they just kind of, like, it takes something really special to stick because most things even if they're awesome people have moved on like i remember even like um people had brought up like um and like i get it 
people were like, people were like, you know what's fucked up? Megan came out this year. And everyone's just like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, it was March. And it's like, that's the thing, is like, because of the nature of the way shit is released now, between like streaming, between theaters, we like, there is just constantly so much coming out. Things are constantly barreling forward. That like, when you have something that actually does stick, that is showing how kind of special that thing is, how important that thing is. And the fact that this keeps getting brought up shows kind of this whole trilogy, how special it is. And I feel like the big part of that, the biggest part of that is the character work that went into it. Like, yes, in the first one, the bread slicer kill instantly was iconic. Like, yeah. And like the kills in general are great, but that's not the fucking point. Like that's not what makes it interesting. The thing that makes it interesting is the character stuff. And that's like, this is honestly, as I said, like the character stuff in this is what sells me on it. And the character stuff in the trilogy is what makes me keep coming back to it. Cause I've mm. like, you talk about like how you watch like different, like the only one I've watched like in a vacuum um, really was like uh, the first one I watched more than once um, just in a vacuum. But most of the time um, when I'm watching, I don't watch just like one, two or three. I usually just like, I'll start with one then I'll do two and three. Like I always like watch them as one big piece. Yeah. Um, pretty much always. Um, and like, that's the thing is like, so like to me, like it, it's such a fucking fascinating thing to watch what this has become. And the fact that like, you have such cool shit in it that is like, so character focused is kind of the perfect example of when people kind of insult horror, which granted lately isn't much of a thing. It doesn't feel like, I feel like, um, in the age that we are in now, we're kind of like things are kind of ramping back up again in horror. Um, you don't hear as much, like as many disparaging comments. Um, but like, this is a kind of a perfect example of this trilogy of like how you do this well, like how you make this work, how you make this last. Because like the movies from the 70s that lasted, some of them lasted because they have great character shit, some of them lasted because they have great effects, but they lasted because they had something special about them. And this had something, all of them had something special about them. But this one, like, the stuff where they actually, like, completely just let it breathe and let it be the characters, that is, to me, the most special part of it. No, yeah, totally. It, it is definitely the character stuff that, uh, you know, the, the, I hold in high regard about this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, it's as much as we love the slasher genre, it is rare that like you get like thorough character stuff in it. Like I, I like you, like I said, you and me have had that discussion many times where it's just like, I know you don't really give a shit, you know what I'm saying? If they're their characters or not, and it's because they're essentially there to get murdered. Um, it depends on the movie. Like, I mean, like if yeah. I really, really like, it's like, it's like, if you give me a cool slasher, but characters that I don't care about, then I'm willing to accept that. Like, it is like, but it's like, if you don't give me either, then I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't want any part of this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But and then I think like the the the, ca- the character stuff in here is what like as much as I love it, it it also makes it kind of a bummer. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it's like, like I said, like Tommy Slater was was a sweet sweet boy who got uh, um, you know possessed and became like this brutal murderer. But I love that moment where uh, uh, Ziggy and uh, Cindy are fighting him like in the 
in the cabin, like or in the in the pantry and shit. And uh, Cindy tried to save Ziggy from getting murdered by Tommy. She, you know, what I'm saying she goes to stab him, and she has that one moment of reflection. You know, where it's just like, this is my love, this is my boyfriend, but you know, I have to protect my sister. So, you know, what I'm saying you must die. Well, you know, I, I must attempt to kill you because you're not going to die because you're an undead murderer at this point. But it's like. It's rare you see a movie like have like that beat to like a slasher movie take that beat, you know what I'm saying, to remind us that she she still cares, but this is like this is what she has to do because you know it's it's him or her sister and like you know understands like you know he's no longer there, so it's like I have to do what I have to do to protect my sister, and then um you know like 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 I stated like Alice and Cindy have mended their relationship and then like they're going to we're going to stop this we're going to put it end to all this this curse and then fucking Alice meets her demise you know what I'm saying and you feel bad and then like it's left to the uh, Ziggy and Cindy and then like they they attempt but uh they unfortunately fail and poor Cindy gets brutally murdered and like you know that's a bummer because you know we've been rooting for we're rooting for her at this point in time you know we didn't like her when we first were introduced with her but like you know she's grown to be like you know uh, a character who's redeeming herself and shit and then she fucking catches a, an axe to the chest like 87,000 times <laughs> and it's like I think by that point it's just like we realized like yeah this ain't the sea Berman they're talking to because nobody's surviving that many axe swings to the chest you know what I'm saying? And Ziggy, like, uh, I like, I like, I like that Ziggy's basically like stabbed almost seemingly to death by like this discount Michael Myers looking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm pretty sure that was that, that was a straight up reference to that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're definitely referencing Michael Myers because he definitely looks like Michael Myers there. And then, um, but then like Ziggy is brought back to life by Nick. And like, oh, like, you know, she she survived and shit. You know, obviously one of them survived and shit. Cause so who's cause who's telling the story? But then it's even more of a bummer because, you know, she's like, you know, oh, like, you know, this happened, and she's counting on Nick, you know, to back her up, and he doesn't. You know, said, like, Oh, Tommy Slater just went crazy. You know, she said, I thought he was different, but he was just the same. You know what I'm saying? And you realize Ziggy's story is incredibly fucking sad. You know, well, like horror should be. Like, I, think, yeah. like, I, think, I mean, like, I think, like, Lori Strode lost all of her fucking friends and, like, I mean, they just, like, had her life upended in one fucking night. And then like, that's a fucking sad fucking story. Like, fucking Sydney Prescott, her boyfriend, her friends, like, it's everything was taken away from her basically in one night. Like, it's like, it should be fucking sad. Like, it's like, I mean, yes, it's fun and it's exhilarating, but it's like, it's also like deeply fucking sad, and like when it's done well, you do you're, you're supposed to feel that. Like it's just like the thing is like there are just certain directors, and again, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way because it's like, but there are certain directors who like don't give a shit. It's basically an exploitation yeah. film, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't again, I, I like many of those, but it's like it's just when you do it right, you're supposed to like feel pain for the people. Like it's like that's the that's the fucking point. Like it's that's like that's I mean that's the way empathy works. <laughs> like that's just that's in the nature of the beast. No, but like I, I feel like what the movie does well is that it it portrays that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because most slasher movies, you know what I'm saying, it's like uh they they get attacked by the killer, you know, final girl fucking uh defeats them at the end and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? Move on because usually slasher movie sequels have a new set of uh new teens by the 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 next sequel. 
when this one like you know when like we're introduced to, re, uh, to to Ziggy, like the older version of him. Like she's living a very solitary, lonely life. You know what I'm saying? It's just her and 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 Major Tom, and you know what I'm saying. She's eating like a frozen. Uh, well, she heats it up, but she's what like frozen macaroni and cheese, and like she's just watching the TV and she's having a drink. And you know what I'm saying? And she's got alarms all over the house and shit to l- let her know, like you know, certain times. Um, and then, like, you know, you, you see recount, you know, she recounts her, like, you know, her, her tale to them, and you realize you know, this has been life for her ever since. And that's an incredibly lonely and sad existence since her, you know, her uh, experience, you know, at, uh, at Camp Nightwing. And, like, yeah, movies don't do that, you know, slasher movies, like, rarely do that, where it's just like, you know, they, like like outside of like the Scream series, you know what I'm saying? Like where where they uh where you look at Sydney at part three and she, you know, what I'm saying like she leads that solitary life, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like she's afraid of the world and like that's exactly what's happening with, with Ziggy right here. And it's just like I, I, I like that because, you know, it, it shows like the effects of like after these events what happens because you know slasher movies they just move on because you know we have more money to make with 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 with, with another sequel you know saying a new set of characters to get brutally murdered but it's like what happens to the survivor you know what i'm saying like what are their experiences afterwards and like you know to show her like that you know and then like you know to the point where they're like oh we could stop this and she's like no like you know because like look i don't like not just i don't want to get into this again but more like I tried this and it failed. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like just coming back into that is just a painful experience and memory for her. And I don't want to go through that again. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's real brave for like, you know, to be like, you know, uh, a part of like, you know, this obviously big event, you know, three part trilogy and like, you know, just have scenes like that, that just like sit there and sit with, you know, the, the 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 emotional state of the survivor of like you know a guy running around in a fucking uh, um uh a sack on his head just axing people in the face you know what i'm saying well it's in the hands of a lesser director you know what i'm saying that's exactly what it would have been and nobody would have gave a shit you know what i'm saying but the fact that uh lee uh jenny is this how you say your last name I mean, I'm, I'm guessing i don't know i mean yeah. that's uh, yeah me too i have no idea i didn't see the geniac johnniac yaniac yeah. i have no idea <laughs> yeah but like you know, the fact that that you know she 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 you know made that effort you know saying you know also kudos to her because she was not supposed to make this one yeah she she was only supposed to make one and three and uh, someone else was supposed to make two and they backed out so it's like she she had to come in and 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 do this one and like you know she said that uh, it, it, it bothered her because if she knew she was going to do it like you know what I'm saying you know. She she would have, you know, wish she would have had time to prep it because she kind of just had to jump right into it. And but honestly, I, you couldn't tell and shit because you know what I'm saying she she handles this like a fucking G. You know what I'm saying like like a true like 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 master at all, like the way like she she handled this move. So like all the kudos in the fucking world to her. You know what I mean, no, yeah, I mean that's like, I yeah no, I think that she's brilliant. I think yeah, I think the, the, all three of them are great. Like I think it's like I just like I said like. Even saying it's like my least favorite is like it. I don't mean for it to in any way sound negative because like I think it's still awesome. Like again, yeah, that's like the Jedi thing where it's like I still think Return of the Jedi is great. It's just my least favorite of three. Um, but it's like so yeah. So it's like I definitely think that she did a brilliant job. 
especially like the fact that she like fucking basically like Flanagan did where like I remember like the, like when like Flanagan did like that whole season of Hill House I was like god bless you dude because like that should have killed you like there's no way you should be able to survive that like doing entire season of television yourself um like basically like three movies back to back or three giant movies back to back essentially um and then uh in her case she did three like i mean yeah they were normal length movies but still like just doing them back to back to back like that had to be fucking grueling and the fact that like she did it i was just like god bless her for it and the fact that she did such a good job is just speaks to her talent and why I'd rather I really like to see her do more things in the very near future. Also, I also really like the movie that she did, um, Honeymoon. Like I think it was her first movie. Um, yeah. I think that was a cool movie as well. Um, so yeah, so like I would definitely like I was like I think that this, as I said, like I don't. It's my least favorite of three, but it's still fucking awesome. And like it has a lot of really great character work, a lot of really great performances. Like it's definitely well worth your fucking time. And like it's just like of the three, it's like. Just to me, it's just like kind of like if you have to like pick favorites. But like I no, I definitely think that like she delivers a lot of credit. The cast is a lot of credit. Top to bottom, this whole fucking trilogy is fucking top tier. No, yeah, totally. And uh even though uh you uh like you said that the, the um, this is your least favorite of of the trilogy, um Morgan watched them recently and she said this is her favorite just like me. So ha. <laughs> Hi Morgan. Hi, I guess. <laughs> and so for our second movie, it is one that I um like speaking of kind of least favorite um, I, okay, I started this by saying, I don't dislike Ginger Chaps do. It's just, I've always had the same, this thing where, um, like, because the first Ginger Snaps not only means so much to me personally, but I genuinely think is legitimately fucking great that I don't know that if I'm being completely honest, anything that you made could have lived up to it. Um, but having said that, um, uh, because like I actually saw Ginger Snaps like when it not like when it first first came out, but like within a year of it coming out, like because um I was really into horror and I was really into Canadian shit because I lived like fairly close to the border, so I used to like watch a lot of like Canadian TV and stuff. So like I was like re like ready for it by like two thousand and one, and then like so a couple of years later when I get the sequel, I was very very excited. And, like, I'm not going to say, like, I, again, I don't dislike the movie, but it's just, like, um, my whole thing with Ginger Snaps 2 is it's, like, you kind of um, made something that um, is completely its own thing, but that kind of drives me fucking insane. Where it's, like, it's so far from what the first one was that it just doesn't land the same for me but having said that the fact that i still got more time with um to some extent the character of ginger because she has like kind of like whether they're hallucinations or flashbacks or like whatever the fuck you what you want to call them delusions yeah. um like you still have Catherine isabel is ginger in the movie despite her fate in the original um 
the fact that like I still got to spend more time with Bridget and Ginger makes it worth the price of admission to me in, in general. Like so I'm saying, and also the weird thing that I had no fucking idea because like when I saw this originally when it first came out in I think 2003 um, was at the time I had never seen Orphan Black because it didn't exist, and I obviously had never seen She Hulk because that also did not exist. Watching this the other day, <laughs> when I was like, "Why is that girl like? Oh my god!" Like I was like, the fact that it has Tatiana—I'm probably butchering her name—but um, Maslani, um, the fact that like she's in it, that alone worth the price of admission. Like one of my favorite actresses of recent years, especially because of Orphan Black, where she plays basically like all the parts, and that show is fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, like. It's a completely different movie, and so like that on some level bums me out. But also, again, like it's like I think it's it's a really good time. I know that you said it's your favorite one, so I do want to hear your reasoning as to the why on that. <laughs> nah, because I like how like because we discussed with the first one how the first one is you know uh, like a whole uh, sub subtext is that it's a girl going through puberty, you know, saying what comes with that. And, and this one to me is like, you know, the teenage girl going through like teenage angst, you know what I'm saying? And everything that comes with after you've gone through puberty and, you know what I'm saying? All the complexities that come with it, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, like, you know, the first one, boys start noticing you, you know what I'm saying? You have your menstrual for the first time, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, you started getting them hormones uh, raging. And, and this one is like, you know, the, 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 the bad effects of that you know what i'm saying where it's just like you know boys are now trying to take advantage of you and you know you're dealing you know saying with a clear depression you know what i'm saying from you know growing growing older and stuff you know what i'm saying obviously you know what i'm saying in the context of the movie we we understand why bridget is cutting herself but like you know the whole thing about like you know how how individuals going through depression you know what i'm saying could lead to them like harming themselves and all that stuff and I, I, I love all that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I particularly love... Uh, I mean, yes, uh, Catherine Isabel is an icon, and I love seeing more of her. I mean, it's a shame we don't get much more of her, obviously, I mean, because... to be fair, Emily Perkins is an icon in her own right. I mean, like, no, that, star that, that's... of, like, it's star of, like, the ginger shafts. Yeah, so, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. No, like, the, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, but the, with the lack of Catherine Isabel puts... Emily Perkins on center stage, you know what I'm saying, and allows us to like fully. I mean, she was fantastic in the first one. I mean, she's always fantastic, but like you know, where it's like she's primarily the whole show here. You know what I'm saying? You get to really see like you know her what she like you know what it is what she's capable of when she's like the full lead of the piece. And I I, I think like as much as I love her in the first one, I think she's a lot better in this one. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything she has to do with, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, going through, like, trying to slow her transformation and here and her dealings with a uh, ghost. Well, yeah, uh, that's... I mean, the thing is, like, to, to, to your point, like, the metaphor is partially mental health. I mean, because, like, that's the, the overarching, like, they're kind of screaming that metaphor at you. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of um, an addiction metaphor, um, which I have seen, like, it's like, I mean, I don't, I definitely not before it. 
Um, they also did it on like uh, the original Being Human, the UK version, the superior version. Fuck you, Morgan. Um, hey! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, but, uh, uh, She's going to fuck I, you up. <laughs> I, I mean, she, she can come at me. Um, I, but um, they do a similar thing in that with the using kind of like um, the monsters as like kind of both mental health... Um, metaphors and um also for like addiction metaphors yeah and i think that it, it does work, work really well in that respect like, i do like the idea of like somebody like mainlining monkshood to like stop or at least slow a werewolf transformation i think that's really a fucking cool idea yeah now nah, yeah um and it's just like it's it's the, the character bridget takes center stage in this movie and like you know she really shows like I mean, like the the, the 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 series is basically, I guess, centered on you know the idea of ginger. It's literally called Ginger Snaps. You know what I'm saying? And her presence is felt throughout the entirety of the movie. But it's really like more, I think, showcases why like Bridget is the main character. You know what I'm saying? Not just of this movie, but like the like you know the two movies. Oh yeah, it, no, I mean he really definitely cool. is the protagonist of um, yeah. both, and definitely like. Yeah, to your point, yeah, you're not, like, it's like, even though, like, it's kind of centered around Ginger, she is definitely the antagonist, and definitely Bridget is the protagonist. Yeah, and, you know, like, that, you know, saying, like, proves how, like, much of an effective character that Bridget is, but, like, also coupled with the fact that you have um, Emily Perkins playing her, and, like, you know, and she's just extraordinary, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really... You know, like all that stuff takes center stage for me in this movie, where it's just like it's really all about Bridget and you know what I'm saying, like in, in her experiences and just just going through this. You know what what it's like being, you know, uh, a teenage girl in a world where it's just like, you know, teenage girls are just like repeatedly dunked on and shitted on. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the second they 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 start to take a you know the fourth in uh in womanhood and then when they start becoming women you know what i'm saying they essentially become a target for all the nastiness of the world and i think that like that th all that stuff is really you know driven home in this movie perfectly you know what i'm saying and also so it's like it's, it's such a sad story for for poor bridget like you know what i'm saying particularly that like you know we you know uh we'll, we'll get into it eventually like the ending of this movie but it's just like you know, the way we leave Bridget off and shit, and then we never have any answer, like, what happens to her afterwards and shit, and it's just, like, poor Bridget, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, in contrast to the Fear Streets, like, because, like, um, if anyone that doesn't know, uh, Ginger Stamps Back is um, basically a prequel taking place yeah. in, like, olden times, and um, it's in contrast <laughs> to the Fear Street trilogy, where it's, like, most of that takes place in olden times, but they also pick up with the characters in modern day. So you get like a satisfying <laughs> conclusion. Whereas this movie, as you just pointed out, <laughs> like it's just like, that's just the end of Bridget's story. And it is not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor fucking Bridget. She gets fucked. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, 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 it's, it's such a, it's such a bummer for her because you understand why, like she, she would take to like, I mean, slowly, like, you know, she doesn't take to her immediately, but she slowly takes the uh, ghost. And, you know what I'm saying? 
And, and not necessarily she's trying to recreate that, that sister relationship that she had with Ginger, because how could you? Because Ginger was your actual sister and you guys were there each, each other from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? But she's you, it's obvious she's looking for that same level of companionship that, you know, the loss of Ginger, you know what I'm saying, you know, is left her without. And, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, Ghost is the one who's there for her. And then you realize Ghost is just a, a terrible individual. <laughs> well, I'm but you don't realize I... that, to be fair, until the very end. So like, it's yeah. like, well, not the very, very end, but, like, pretty, like, much until, like, the last, like, 20 minutes. But I, I, yeah, and I like how, like, it, it plays on, like, you know, like, what, what you remember from uh, Ginger Snaps. It, it, plays, it, it plays it against you. You know what I'm saying? Because you could, like, you know, look at Ghost as, like, you know, that annoying little sidekick, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's all into it, and then you realize, no, Ghost has an ulterior motive and and is just using poor Bridget to get what she wants and shit, and then Bridget ends up fucked in the end. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, and it's just like, it, it's, it's such a, a sad thing to think about because, you know what I'm saying, unfortunately that there's a lot of girls who ended up like that in real life, you know what I'm saying, where they're betrayed by people they trust, you know what I'm saying, that they relied on for, like, uh, uh, emotional stability because, you know, they have none, like, you know, same because sometimes people walk out of their lives, sometimes people die, you know what I'm saying, so you 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 develop a dependence on some people you, you, you come across in your everyday life that you really shouldn't, you know what I'm saying, like, like, you know, they, they they may give you a feeling of stability, you know what I'm saying? But you really shouldn't, and it's a toxic relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or, you know what I'm saying, the friendship or, or you know, say a partnership or whatever. And that person is completely wrong for you and, and incredibly toxic, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you're so emotionally dependent on, like, you know, just um, the comfort of having someone there that you just basically just overlook it because you know you just you know you feel good when somebody's there and they feel like they're fucking there for you and you know come to find out that they're there for themselves and just using you and you know sometimes you just you know some some people can get out of it and some people are just stuck there for however long sometimes forever and shit because they just can't get away from that and i i think this movie illustrates that beautifully which is why i you know, prefer it to the first one. Also, because um, the werewolf in this one actually looks like a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, I will say, to be fair, like, um, the effects... I, I don't know if they had more money or not. I feel like they do, but I mean, yeah. at the same time, the fact that, like, it only takes place essentially, like, two locations, yeah. um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, like, uh, they definitely, I will say, credit where it's due... Um, the effects are definitely stronger pretty much across the board. Um, but, like, my whole thing with, like, the original is I don't care, like, because I'm so invested that, like, I don't give a fuck. The, like, werewolf effect is not, like, the best. Um, whereas, in this case, the werewolf is admittedly way better, but I'm just less personally invested in the film. Because, it's like, as I said, like... Um, even though um, I am not, um, as like we touched on in the episode, like I've obviously never been a teenage girl, um, so like I didn't obviously go through the same things um, in terms of puberty or anything. So like the metaphor or whatever, um, yeah. the first one doesn't necessarily like land for me in that respect. But 
Um, it is a very spot-on, perfect fucking um, metaphor just in general for, or even just, not even a metaphor, just like illustration of what it is to be um, an outsider yeah. um, more than anything. And so like I've always really, really, really stuck with that. Like it, it's always has been like very much like since I first saw it, like kind of like seeped into my DNA because it was just such a like reflection watching it. But like because I've never like really and I said like the the the, the big the big metaphor in this is like kind of there's definitely like a strong addiction thing to it. And because I've never really dealt with that. It's like it's it's very hard for me to be like as invested in it. Also, the fact that like um, the first one, like there is like I think there's like a very kind of like I'm not gonna say like more or less, but there's just an interesting cast of characters just from top to bottom. Like not just like Ginger and Bridget, but like their mom, um, like uh, Sam, um, like everybody from top to bottom is generally pretty well drawn. And, like, in this one, it's, like, basically, like, Bridget and various shitty people. Um, which, granted, I mean, for a long time, you don't realize that, like, Ghost is one of the shitty people. Um, it's not so like, the end. But um, everybody in it is basically being thrown at you um, as kind of, like, differing levels of, like, kind of shitty... And so, like, that was also kind of something that kind of kept me at arm's length from it, is that, like, I don't, like, necessarily have investment in the same way because I want to know where Bridget's story is going, but I don't, like, when you, it's, like, it's kind of the other side of the Fear Street thing that I was talking about, where it's just, like, if I, if you were giving me something with a cool slasher um doing cool shit i don't care that he's mowing through people i don't give a shit about um but if you give me in this case where it's just like um like a bunch of characters i don't really like um and like you don't necessarily give me all of the like satisfaction of getting the of watching them get ripped apart there's something kind of unsatisfying about that on a certain level like really the only one you get to see like that I can think of on the top of my head that you really get to like, see like get a comeuppance, which even though it's funny, cause he doesn't really, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't like deserve it, but like he also doesn't actually deserve it for the <laughs> reasons that you think. Right. Cause like, there's the whole thing where the werewolf rips apart, um, uh, Whitney from Smallville. And, um, it's like, he's the one where you're like satisfied, but then as you kind of learn that ghost is a piece of shit and a liar, it's like he basically that satisfaction you got was in vain because like you don't like he didn't right. necessarily deserve to get ripped apart. So it's like from top to bottom, kind of all the characters, um, like even the ones like it's like either they're for me, it's like either they're so unmemorable that they don't matter or they're so shitty that you just want bad things to happen to them. And it's like if you're going to do that, I feel like you have to basically be able to do lean really hard on the werewolf aspect of it and they don't because they because I, I definitely they spent more money but all, the whole problem is like i think i just touched on it in the first one um is that there's a weird thing with canada and movie making 
where it's like everything is kind of low budget because the government is literally funding it. Like you don't, it's like, it's like the, the, it's like there's a kind of a flip side of like, you don't have to worry about finding like investors and all that bullshit um, like you do here um, because the government funds the movies that like are being made there. But the flip side of that is the government obviously isn't spending a lot of money because it's the fucking government. So like um, in the case of like this, you don't get as much like werewolf shit as I feel like would have been helpful to the narrative because like, as I said, like if you give me um, shitty characters I don't care about, but you have them getting killed in interesting ways, I'm still satisfied. This one, you give me shitty people that don't really have like kind of anything for me to like hold on to, but you're also not giving me like what I'm desperate for, which is watching werewolves rip them the fucking shreds. And that's a fucking bummer to me. Nah, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, what the, the touching back on like what, what you were saying about like the, the character Bridget and like you know her constantly being in the presence of all these shitty people, like I I I, th- I, th- I think that works. That's like like I said, that works best because it's just like, especially like you know what you were saying about addiction. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like they put her in a facility because they feel like you know she's you know she's addicted. To drugs so it's like it has that sense of like you know like you, you experience in everyday life and shit where it's just like you know you're you're whatever you're personally going through is easily dismissed because you know what i'm saying you seem like oh like you know they're just you know they're, they're just going through the same thing and everybody goes through problems but you know what i'm saying but it's always different you know what i'm saying for the for the actual individual going through them then there may be like similarities here and there to what so you know what you have going on with somebody you know what I'm saying that's how you you know build relationships with with certain people who who have gone through you know essentially the same thing, um, but then it's like there, there's that that side of it where you feel like you're going through it alone, you know what I'm saying, and no one gives a shit because it's just like oh like you know you're depressed you know what I'm saying I was depressed too and it's like no you don't understand this is a different level here. But it's just like, you know, nobody cares because it's just like, oh, well, like I was depressed once. It's like when someone uh, when you're young or like you're going through certain things and like you have an older head trying to give you advice because, you know, they were your age once. And like, you know, uh, they so, so they they sitting there trying to tell you like, oh, try this because, you know, that's what worked for me. It's like, yeah, but you and me are not the same. And you know what I'm saying? And our situations may be similar, but they are not the same because we are two different people going to two different things. And but just because like you were my age once or like you may have had uh, a similar experience once doesn't mean you could sit there and tell me how to feel or what to do in my own personal situation because everyone is different. You know what I'm saying? And everyone's journey and path is is different. You know what I'm saying? And it's like like that really it hits home right here for for Bridget because they just put her here because they feel like she's just another drug addict. You know what I'm saying? So we can help her. Like, you know, you have like uh, 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 the head of the, the facility. What's her name? Alice? I think so. But well, the, the, actually, I want to say real quick, I do think it's like the thing that I think of is, um, I remember like there was like an interview that I saw recently with um, the recently dispe- deceased Matthew Perry where he's talking about like um, addiction where he's just like, if you're an addict, you have a disease. Like, it's like you're not weak. Like, people play it like it's that but like you have a disease and it's like that's the thing is like i do think i understand 
that people um, like Alice are like think that like it's like everybody is kind of the same and they're all basically being treated the same. But it's like, but it's it's the weird disease where it's like everybody reacts differently to it. Like some exactly. people just fucking die. Like there's some people who just can't control themselves and they just fucking die. Right. And there's some people who live with it until like their bodies finally give out. Like Lane Staley, I remember um, from Alice in Chains, like hearing like um, him talking about uh, towards the end of his life being like, I'm not even, I don't even do heroin anymore because I want to. I'm doing it to avoid what happens if I don't. He's like, I'm not enjoying this. This is hell. Like, it's just like, I wish I had never done this. Like, it's just like, I, the dope stick is the worst sick there is. And it's like, that thing is like, but it's like, it's, it's, it does affect everybody differently. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, the, the, the point that the, the I like to make is, is that Bridget is going through something definitely different than what everyone else is going through, but it's just treated as, you know, like, oh, you know, we can we can help her because you know what I'm saying we understand and it's like you don't, and you're not even taking the 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 the, the time or, or or the the chance to listen to her, you know what I'm saying because you know like there like I remember um, Dave Chappelle said this once you know what I'm saying it was like uh, when he went to his like you know breakdown after the Chappelle show and he was like when he went to Africa and people were calling him crazy he said I hate the word crazy it's dismissive. You know, so people don't understand what you're going through, so they label you crazy, and that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, he was like, why, why, is, why, why was Mariah Carey uh, uh, taking off her clothes off on MTV? Why was Martin Lawrence, you know what I'm saying, uh, running through, like, you know, the, the streets with a gun talking about they're coming to kill me? He said, these are not weak individuals. These are strong people. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's the environment. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's something else. You know what I'm saying? But no one takes the time to ask because, you know, they just label them crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's essentially Bridget here. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's going through, like, something serious that is just beyond fathomable for, like, you know, uh, beyond imaginable for anybody. You know what I'm saying? She's becoming something else. You know what I'm saying? She's becoming, you know what I'm saying, in the context of the movie, a creature of the night. But, you know what I'm saying, because they think, like, oh, she's just another drug addict. She's crazy, you know what I'm saying? And we could help her, like, you know, through just, you know, the standard means. And you can't because, you know, you can't just sit there and treat everyone the same because everyone is different. And, like, it's it's, it's shit like that where it's just like, yeah, yeah, this this movie just speaks to me more than than, than the first one did. I mean, obviously, like like you said, like, you know, Neither of us were ever teenage girls or girls for that matter and shit, but it's just the resonance of someone going through something uh, that people swear they understand, but they don't, you know what I'm saying? Because they just figure out like, oh, I was your age once. Yeah, but you were my age once in a different time, you know what I'm saying? So like... In a place. And like, I mean, just, yeah, it's like, it's like, even like, it's like, like, because you've been like, like, you're you're like your dad, it's just like... I mean, even like your dad, like it's just like even like it was the, the same physical place. It's not the same as it was yeah. then. So it's like everything is constantly changing and evolving. And if you aren't, because I remember that that was the whole thing that I thought was funny. Like when I found out that like Zoe, because um, she has ADHD as well, and like the whole like basically the way like school works for her, and I was just like, that's fucking insane. And like um, Danny was like, well, yeah, I mean, like kids is like different. I'm like, no, no, I don't mean like in a bad way. I'm just like, it's just unfathomable to me that like 
people give a shit. <laughs> like, it's just like, like when I was a kid, nobody fucking cared. Like, it was just like, it's like they thought I had ADHD. They sent me to a therapist. It was like, but it was like, nobody fucking did anything in school in any, it was just like, basically I was just expected to be normal. It's like the whole, like the, like the, the whole like thing in Joker where he's just like the worst thing about, um, having like mental health problems everybody like telling you like it's like this is the same thing it's like it's like everybody expects you to be something you literally can't be right like if you have mental health issues and it's like it's like and i i mean i don't even know what normal is and it's like so it's just like it's just like it's fucked up that like we like still as a society I, mean, I guess it's slowly getting better um but like, cause I mean, I, I think there's now like the kind of the, the way that like Zoe is treated versus the way that I was treated. So things are definitely obviously changing for the better, but it's just fucking weird to me to like think about that idea of like people's, I mean, I guess it's not that hard to understand because most people have no fucking self-awareness to speak of. Right. But, um, but like just the idea that like anyone could like, like come to think that anyone could understand what anyone else is dealing with. Like, cause I think it's like the, the, the thing in this movie, I feel like um, it's funny cause we're getting real deep. I was looking at it's basically like, um, if I'm being completely honest, they're basically trying to do, um, I feel like um, a horror version of um, Cuckoo's Nest, but like just not, I mean, it's not Cuckoo's Nest. Um, and I a guess- girl interrupted. Yeah, I was gonna say, or like a little bit of like um like Dream Warriors sprinkled in there. Yeah. Um but um but yeah, no, like that thing is like, but it's like that thing is I think that like the idea of treating because the thing the both movies that I think that really well, well, I guess all three, but uh, mostly the first two because they're treating it in modern day. Yeah. Um is just the idea of treating um lycanthropy as what it would be like in real life. Like yeah. the idea of it not being like kind of some fantastical idea uh, where like, and again, this is not an insult to like the original, like let's say like the Wolfman, um, but it's not like just a fucking curse, like where it's like, and like there's a fucking um, like <laughs> pentagram showing up in your fucking palm and shit. It's like treating it like it's, they're basically people with diseases that are doing what they can to not give over and lose themselves to those diseases. And like the, the, that I think is like the most interesting thing. And it's one of the best examples of this, I think, because like this happened a lot in the two thousands. Like, I feel like um, maybe it was, it was probably blade, but like, I feel like blade kind of broke um, kind of uh, genre for a while because then they felt the need to explain everything all the time. Because Blade, they explained, like, all these, like, kind of... They made vampirism, like, scientific. Yeah. Where they were, like, like the whole thing of being a disease. But everybody fucking ran with that. Like, fucking... Like, you had zombie movies with, like, the, the virus. And then it was, like, fucking, like, um, everything. Like, across the board. They were like, we have to explain this scientifically. I'm like, I don't think you do. But in this case, I think it actually... It's, probably the greatest strength of apparently the first two movies is treating lycanthropy as reality and what that actually looks like in reality. No, like, like, yeah, but it's also, I feel like it's a combination of both mm -hmm. where it's just like, you know, it's reality, you know what I'm saying? It's obviously like a metaphor for, you know, 
dealing with you know poor mental health or deteriorating mental health but also like treating it like you know as a curse you know what i'm saying because you know people with failing mental health they feel like they're cursed you know what i'm saying it's like um uh what was it uh the 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 twins that played uh oscar in ghostbusters 2 unfortunately one of the twins uh took his own life and uh the other twin basically was like you know uh, the the last few years of his life were really poor. It was like he had, well, I think he, he said that he had um, multiple voices in his head and they all hated him. You know what I'm saying? And then like, you know, that that's a dark thing to live with. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like, yeah, like, like to, to, to your point where you said like, you know, uh, how things are changing for the better slowly, but they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you still have instances and shit where that, that, that shit just fucking, you know, you know, people with poor mental health just slip through the cla- cracks and that shit. And, you know, they, they ended up harming themselves or others. And, and it's really tragic. You know what I'm saying? But like, like, you know, back in our days and shit, you know, that's some shit you had to keep to yourself. I know I did. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't tell nobody you're depressed and shit. They laugh at you and shit. It's like, oh, you're weak. You know what I'm saying? Because in like, my you, case, I thought I was going to get locked up. <laughs> like, cause, um, because like real talk, um, my grand, because like my parents, I didn't find this out so much later, um, but like, because like apparently my like biological grandmother, um, apparently spent most of her life, definitely all of my dad's, all of mine, uh, or at least for as long as she was alive while I was alive, um, but um, locked up in a mental hospital for being bipolar, um, and they were pretty sure. That I inherited the bipolar, but they didn't actually tell me about it. And it was basically just like, I was like, oh, cool. So, like, basically, I had to, like, I just barely survived, like, my, like, teens and 20s. Like, I literally almost killed myself on more than one occasion. And it's, like, the fact that, like, um, you knew and you did nothing because why like just because it was like because then it would have been real like i don't understand but it's because of the way that people yeah like the way that people treat it where it's just like if you had gotten me uh to a therapist who diagnosed me one way or another um then we would have had to deal with that but at the very least we could have dealt with that rather than just be having to deal with it myself so it's like it is yeah like the thing that you're talking about is just like People, yeah, just didn't even want to fucking apparently even think about it. Like, it just, like, they just wanted to, like, kind of, like, pretend, basically, like, Schrodinger's cat people's fucking heads. Where it's just, like, you're either, <laughs> like, bipolar, manic depressive, or, I'm sorry, um, like, schizophrenic, whatever. Like, you're either that or you're not. And it's, like, but we don't want to know for sure. <laughs> like, it's just, like, which is such a fucked up idea. Yeah, because like I, I think that that happens a lot with parents because parents, you know, just don't want to have to face the fact that their child, like, may not be normal. And it's like, you know, you know, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we all go through go through things, and I'm pretty sure they went through things. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, they feel like, oh, I made it through it all right. You can too. And it's like, yeah, but as I've stated, you and me are two different people, and what I may going through is is a lot more differently than what you're going through, especially in a society, you know what I'm saying, you know, that's different from the one you remember. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so like, th- th- that time, like, I remember I, th- th- that that job I had and shit where uh, um, fucking uh, uh, co-worker, uh, well, he was a temp co-worker. 
Um, and he was having a conversation with one one of the, the main coworkers there, and he related to them that uh, he there was a moment where he was severely depressed after a breakup, and like you know, he 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 tried to take his own life and shit. And what what the motherfucker does is uh the the main coworker is he goes and he tells all of us and he makes fun of him. And said that uh, like oh like like you pussy you know what I'm saying like you try to kill yourself you know what I'm saying and it's like see this is this is why you know what I'm saying um, nobody confides in other people because you get a reaction like that you know was, I I tell you like oh I was severely depressed I almost took my own life and shit and I'm a pussy you know what I'm saying uh and I remember having a discussion like that with one of my other coworkers it's like you don't know that may have been a cry for help. You know what I'm saying? Like, he may have been telling you something about himself and shit. You know what I'm saying? And you chose to ignore that. Not only did you choose to ignore that, you chose to make fun of him. You know what I'm saying? You chose to, like, you know, downplay what he was going through for, for, for laughs. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, that's that's the bullshit. You know what I mean? And, like, that's essentially, like, what, what's happening to Bridget in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, they're downplaying what she's going through and shit because it's just like, oh, she's just a fucking drug addict we, we found on the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, the 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 managers uh, like you know just belittling her 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 trauma, and then fucking uh uh scary uh creepy uh Paul Walker looking motherfucker is doing the same thing as well. I noticed that like he he looks like creepy Paul Walker, but then like there's moments he looks like creepy uh Alexander Skarsgård. Well, like, was... I, I literally look at him and all I see is he's uh, Whitney from Smallville. <laughs> like, because he was. <laughs> like, hey, that's all I see him as. I was like, oh, Whitney, Whitney from Smallville. <laughs> no, like, I was I was looking at him and it's like, there, there, there was moments, like, especially when he's first introduced, he looks like fucking uh, creepy sex pervert Paul Walker. Or like evil Paul Walker. Even like even more so than evil Paul Walker, you know, Neil McDonough, the, the, who they call the evil Paul Walker. I think he looks more like evil Paul Walker. And then, like, he, he kind of looks like evil Alexander Skarsgård. And then there's a moment toward the end, he kind of looks like uh, more evil Dwight Schrute. Uh, <laughs> so it was like, I, I, I named him um, uh, Dwight P. Skarsgård. <laughs> like, as an encapsulation of all three. But, like, yeah, like, you know, she's clearly going through something, and, like, he's he just wants, like, oh, I'll give you what you want if, like, you know, you show me, like, your fucking underwear or some shit. You pulled on your pants, you know what I'm saying? And he's obviously uh, trading sexual fa- favors with the with the girl, um, uh, so to, to give her some drugs and shit. The one that was uh, throwing pennies at Ghost earlier yeah. in the in the movie, who who then gets fucked up <laughs> later in the movie, which is probably my favorite horror sequence in the movie is when uh uh, uh after that with Bridget and and, and, and uh, Ghost are trying to escape like through like you know. The, the wing of the facility, uh, the facility, and uh, the werewolf shows up and shit, starts fucking uh, Bridget up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like see, like, I mean, you know, like, like everything I'm saying is, is not to diminish the effect of the original, the first Ginger Snaps, because obviously if you listen to that discussion, I, I really do love that movie. But it's just like, I feel like everything about this movie, like like I said, like to his emotional core and, you know what I'm saying, how how much I resonate with it. But also just like on a pure horror film level, it's just like, yeah, I just like it better. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do. Like, you know, like the, 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 especially like the battles with the werewolf and shit, like all those sequences, I just find better. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, 
I know this was, I was going to go into this thing. It's like, you know, and then you put me on front street. Like, yeah, you know, so I want to hear why you feel like this is. This no, is I, was, I was genuinely curious because the thing is like, I genuinely like don't. And again, I, and again, I don't mean like, because again, I don't. It's like when, um, okay, for a perfect example, like as I've brought up before, um, the day that like uh, Halloween ends came out and I was just like, I don't give a fuck about anybody's opinion here except for Rob's, um, which got me shit. But because yeah. um, is the truth. Like, I was just like, I'm genuinely curious about your person, even if it's different than mine. Because again, like when you saw Kills, it was vastly different than mine at first. And like over time, it kind of got more in line. Yeah. But like, it's like, I don't, it's not like I was just like, I, I I feel like a lot of people, like, there's people who I genuinely don't care because, like, they're either, like, I mean, we have friends who are, like, um, everything is either the best thing ever or the worst thing ever, and I don't care what they have to say. Like, it's just, like, I don't respect their opinion. Um, and I don't mean, like, I don't respect them as a human being. It's just, like, the, their opinion means nothing to me because I'm, like, it's not, there's no, like... There's nothing, it's just, it's just like, it's the same bullshit that you'll hear from every other fucking person. Um, whereas in your case, I don't feel that way. So I'm just like, I'm genuinely curious, like, why you would like it better. I'm, I mean, I think, like, now hearing it, I do, like, understand. I still don't agree, but, like, I think that you're, like, I, like, I think that it's valid. Like, I think it's completely valid. Um, it's just not my, like, I don't have the same thing. But, it's, again, no. like, I have a very deep attachment to the first one. So like I freely admit, like that's it's kind of my thing with like um like when I first saw uh Broad Reanimator, um after how much I loved Reanimator, it's like my third favorite movie ever, third favorite horror movie ever. And um when I watched Broad Reanimator, I was just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> exactly, uh, yes. And then like over time, I've come to the point where I'm like, it has its qualities. Like it's not anywhere to me in the same league. But as it its qualities, like it's 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 entertaining enough. Like once in a while, I'll throw on. Like I'll usually pick the original. But like there's times where I'm like, sure, Reanimator is gonna be on like the fucking Shutter stream. Why the fuck not, Rider Reanimator? Let's watch this shit. Um, so it's kind of my thing with like um, this, except for like I haven't really like my opinion hasn't really changed much. I just think um, I understand it more as time has gone on. Because like I definitely think like. What they were going for, I think, is interesting. I've always thought it was interesting. Where it's, like, basically treating, like, the first one is treating, um, basically, uh, female puberty as, like, a metaphor, or, sorry, using lycanthropy as a metaphor for female puberty, and then this one using addiction as, like, a, and mental health as uh, a metaphor for just the female experience, and, like, with, like, lycanthropy using it for that. Um, I think that the, both of them are very interesting. I've always thought that, that this was a very interesting movie. It's just it doesn't appeal to me in the same way. So it's like, that's why I was just curious as your thing. I wasn't like, you have to fucking tell me why and I'll tell you why no, you're no, wrong, no. motherfucker. Like, No, no, no. I know that because you, you, you are the, the clear opposite of that, which is one thing I've always appreciated about you. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're a lot like me where it's just like, um, you know, if if someone asks you, it's like how you feel about this movie, but it's clearly they're asking you to defend your your liking of it. That's an immediate go fuck yourself. Yes, you're not getting because I don't owe you that. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you why I like it, 
but I'm not going to do it as a defense of 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 why I like the movie because why I like this movie doesn't need to be defended. You know what I'm saying? I like it. You don't. All right. You know what I'm saying? Let's just agree to disagree. Like you know, you're a lot like me in that regard. So it's like I knew you weren't um like asking to do that because you would never do that. It was just the fact that I'm just curious to hear you know why you like it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, but you did that so early on and shit. And like now I have to go like you know like you know what I'm saying put all my thoughts out there and shit. And I think that's probably why because I knew like it, once I did. It, the conversation was going to get deeper than 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 we usually do. Like you know, because we we obviously we keep it light and fun on here. You know, what I'm saying sometimes we'll delve into like you know deep uh, uh, deep spots. You know, what I'm saying we have deep cuts and shit. But this one, I knew like you know be, because of the reason why I love it. You know, what I'm saying why I resonate with it. This was going to get incredibly deep. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we're, we're like, you know what I'm saying? He wants to know why. We're definitely going there now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not going to be toward the end. We're getting to right at the top of things and shit. Like, you know, we're going to some deep places, motherfuckers. Hang on tight. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that, that is true to the movie. Like, I, think, like, I feel like that's another thing is, like, it's not like... um for me at least it's not a fun movie like to watch like like i've only watched it like a handful of times compared to like the original where i watch at least every few years um but um like it's it's like such a fucking like heavy fucking thing hmm. like it's it's not it, there's no like element of good clean fun cuz even like cuz like um like even the stuff about it that seems like cuz it's like the whole character of ghosts like seems like the fucking comic relief that character just slowly gets fucking darker and darker by the fucking end it's just like oh that was the villain the whole time <laughs> it's almost like the kaiser so say that shit where it's just like at the end they should have had like fucking like tatiana maslani walking out in the snow with her fucking limp going away and slating mm. a cigarette with a good hand but yeah. like um but like i do think it's it's, I always thought it was interesting. And I do think the thing is, I was like, that's why I was curious. Like, I was just like, I think it's an interesting movie. I just don't think it's like, to me, it's just on the same level. But I definitely think like, now that you're saying that, I definitely think there's an argument. And I mean, like it's a strong argument for why it like holds its own. Um, and I think that I was like, I definitely, I never like disliked it. It's always one where I'm just like, I like it. It's just like, it's, just, it's like, it's one of the things where like, I'll throw it on every once in a while. Be like, oh yeah, like I've watched Ginger Snaps too in a long time. Like, fuck it. Um, whereas like the original Ginger Snaps, like I'm just like usually at least every like couple of years, it's like, yeah, I've watched Ginger Snaps in a minute. I'm gonna watch Ginger Snaps. Um whereas like I, when I first came out, I was just watching it fucking constantly. Right. Um and I remember like the, the night they showed it on Joe Bob, like I lost my mind. And I was like, oh my god, yes! Like, um, so it's like it's yeah, it's definitely never something that I like I, I, I know if at any point I hope it doesn't ever like I would like disparaging it because like, it's like I mean if I really things that I actively dislike I generally like will just not do <laughs> like it's like when you bring it up I'm like uh... and like so it's like I definitely like I I definitely when I signed up to do all three like I was just like I was aware this was gonna come up but it's just like I definitely should make it very clear I don't dislike it I think it's like it's it's still I enjoy it there's definitely like I love the character of Bridget still. I think the character of Ghost, it's funny that like, um, again, like it kind of shows Sparks 
of where uh, Tatiana would end up because um, I feel like even people who just know her from She-Hulk don't completely grasp how good of a fucking actress she is. Because, like, I remember the first time I watched um, Orphan Black, I was... I don't think I've ever been more impressed by a performance or at least a series of performances than watching her on that show where it's not like when I say that, like, she's carrying the show, I mean, like, that she is, like, the star. I mean, like, she is literally playing almost every major role and -hmm. playing them very differently. And it's, like, this is kind of... It's funny because this is kind of, like, almost a dry run because it's, like, even though she was obviously, like, way younger at the time. um, But it's, like, uh, because with the, the character of Ghost, it's a character that, like, she's playing it in such a way that you kind of take it in one way until you kind of realize that's not the way it actually is. And then you watch the movie again and you can kind of see how she actually has been the whole time. And it's all to her performance. And she was very young at the time. So like, that's very impressive. I think. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like how like she casually reveals just like the, the type of person she actually is. Like when, uh, she uh, uh after um what's what's the name of the 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 the, the girl that was throwing the pennies at her? I don't know. The, 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 yeah, the, the shitty girl. <laughs> this yeah, this like, like... like the but after she gets uh fucked up by the werewolf and she begins to put the pennies on her eyes and it's like, oh like I'm I'm so sorry I'm sorry you were such a cunt, yeah. you know. And there's a level of glee, you know what I'm saying, where she's just like, you know. She shows that she's happy this, this this girl is dead, and obviously, you know, well, because she's just... basically turning Bridget into a weapon as the course of the movie yeah. goes on, and you just don't realize that at first. When you watch it again, it becomes very clear that she's like basically like it's basically like a uh, like master dog situation that she's doing. It's just that she's so subtle in how she's doing it that you don't realize what she's doing until the end of the movie when it's yeah. already happened. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just like, like, yeah, like, you know, like we said, poor fucking Bridget. And then, like, you know, the the series just leaves her there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the poor, poor Bridget, you know what I'm saying? She goes through all this shit, and then she just gets fucked in the end and shit. And it's like, yeah, you know, that, that that's how it be sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you honestly, I did not know that until you mentioned that that uh, ghost is the, the same lady who's in uh, She-Hulk. And it's like... I'm I'm sitting there dumbfounded at the fact that that is the same person. Yep. Because like, and then you realize like this came out what 2003, 2004. I think it was 2004. And like you know, She Hulk came out what like last year, correct? Yeah. Or I say it was, yeah, I say it was last year. Yeah. So that's like what almost 20 year difference and shit. You know what I'm saying between this and that. But it's just like she was just like she was like you know because they were like they're putting two together and it's like. I, I I can't believe that this is the same person. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Ghost is She-Hulk. Holy shit! Like, I didn't even, like, and I'm I'm just sitting here just amazed and shit. But like, you know, like, nah, yeah, she definitely had it. You know what I'm saying? Because the way she goes from like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, this like seemingly sweet natured, and then you re- realize she's a fucking sociopath. You know what I'm saying? And then she's gonna keep uh, uh, Bridget locked up forever in in the basement as her like her 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 guard dog or her revenge dog, if you will. You know what I'm saying? 
And then, like, she, immediately the, the end is her about the sick poor bridge uh, on uh, Aunt Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> like, we went through all that. We did not bring up uh, Aunt Barbara once and shit. Aunt Barbara was like the, the ultimate sign and shit that there was something wrong with Ghost. Because every time you see her, she's like, she's got those eyes like, get this little bitch away from me, please. <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> like you know. Well, again, it plays differently on the second viewing than it does in the yeah. first. The first, you're just like, you don't know, like if it's just her being so kind of relentlessly cheerful. It's like, it's like whatever. It's like, no, ghost fucking set this chick on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, uh, that is the, the the one thing. Just like the movie plays differently on, on the second. The first time you watch it, you're completely taken by surprise and shit. But the second time, it's just like, almost like a. Like such a dread, dreading like sense, you know, sense of dread that you feel watching it because you know, Ghost is going to completely just fuck Bridget all up and shit. You know what I'm saying? And turn her basically into her, like I said, her 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 revenge, <laughs> yeah, her her revenge, her revenge animal. You know what I'm saying? Not even a service dog; it's a revenge dog. She she turns poor Bridget into, and you just Actually, like. It's kind of like uh, what's your uh, what's his name um, Max in Lost Boys. Her personality, so like basically just Bridget. Yeah, this is Hound of Hell. That's yeah. like her thorn. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like you know, saying she she turns Bridget into her Hound of Hell. You know, saying so the whole time you're like, no, Bridget, please get the fuck away from her. But you know, the the inevitable takes hold, and you know, poor Bridget is, is is like I guess a slave for the rest of her life. You know what I'm saying? Until Ghost finds another pet that she can exploit. And sometimes that's how the world is. You know what I'm saying? It's fucked up like that. You know what I'm saying? People you trust and shit use you and exploit you. And, you know, and like, you know, there's no like, you know, happy ending after that. It's just this is where you're at now and you're fucked for, for the rest of it. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. I know that sounds majorly depressing and shit, and it's like, why the fuck do you like this again and shit? But I, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. What I'm saying I, I, I truly do, do, do love it and appreciate it. Like, you know, what I'm saying it's like same thing. Like we were saying in, uh, um, uh, Fear Street. You know, what I'm saying it was like that. That's the one thing I like about both trilogies is that they're they're horror films, but like they they go out of their way to to make it you know give it a sense of resonance you know what I'm saying a sense of character that most horror franchises win like you know what I'm saying I think in the hands of lesser filmmakers like Ginger Snaps easily could have been just you know uh, werewolf lady story and then like yeah that's that 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 that, that, that reminds me like why don't they're ever called a wolf women like you know what I'm saying like a, a werewolf guy is a wolf man. But like a a, a well, werewolf to be fair, lady is they a... have they probably only ever say werewolf like it's like because even like um in I want to say even in the Wolfman I want to say they they still say this werewolf it's just like it's a weird titling thing where they make it Wolfman I don't think anyone in any movie really says Wolfman yeah the like um well in uh, Monster Squad uh, okay uh, fine fair enough well also to be wolf... fair Monster Squad was also like we discussed we were doing it where it was like we have to do things. That are exactly with the Universal Monsters, but far enough away that we don't get sued. <laughs> so, like, right, but like in the title, like it's the Wolf Man, yeah. you know, saying the uh, Wolf Man's Revenge, you know, Fury of the Wolf Man, you know, the Wolf Man, Wolf Man. And then when it's a lady, it's she's the She Wolf. Yeah. Like you know, you don't call him the He Wolf. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we don't call the He Hulk, but it's She Hulk. Yeah, right, exactly. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I always I like I just I like I, I rewatched this for for the purpose of the discussion, and I was just like, yeah, how come they don't? They're not, she's not called a wolf woman. You know what I'm saying? Because I because I refer to her as wolf lady. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, they don't do that. They're not wolf lady, wolf girl, wolf chick, wolf woman. She's just like she wolf. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't call the the the, the werewolf guy the he wolf. I mean, I guess they did, and this pains me to bring up. But um, when uh in um Grindhouse there was the werewolf women in the SS. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's like werewolf women. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not wolf woman. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just splitting hairs now. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, that is true. You know what I'm saying? But that that's it. You know what I'm saying? Everything else is she wolf, like she wolf of London. You know, uh, you didn't did uh in a um uh. Like there was a movie and a TV show, and even in the movie and shit, she wasn't really a, a wolf woman anyway. She, you know what I'm saying? It was just a bunch of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I'm I'm just curious why they why they don't do that. I would like to see that the wolf woman. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just you know, I just, I just found that weird. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. The, I, I I love I I love me ginger snaps too more than uh ginger snaps. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You know, I know that's like blasphemy to some people. Well, I, you know, respectful. I, I'm one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, saying like, uh, as you know, uh, I like what I like, and uh, that's that. And that's the, the only thing we really can do is just like what we like, Indeed. and just keep it moving. So on that note, um, we are going to wrap this up and let you know about all the various places that you can find us. As you know, uh, basically any social media platform that you might go to, we have a spot there. Uh, most prodigiously on Twitter and uh, Blue Sky and uh, TikTok and Instagram. But we're on Facebook too. Uh, we're <laughs> on threads for some reason. Um, <laughs> And, um, I mean, any place that you're trying to find us, obviously you already have, but if you decide to try to find us someplace else, we're, uh, based usually on Spotify, but you can find us there. You can find us, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, Amazon music, audible, whatever you want to find, probably the smaller ones that are on Samsung devices as well. Who the fuck knows? But, uh, <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed this discussion and we will see you next time. Uh -oh.